Welcome to the Truth Alchemy Podcast, hosted by me, Ella Sang, truth embodiment coach and a magical multidimensional being. This podcast is your portal into leading your truest and most beautiful life and brand, where you are all of you. Together, we play in the realms of purpose activation, unconditional self-love, truth embodiment, mindset, emotional intelligence, multidimensional online branding, kundalini yoga, spirituality, embodied leadership, manifestation, energetics, and so much more. This is an expansive space for coaches, healers, leaders, heart-led entrepreneurs, and spiritual seekers to remember who they really are, what they are capable of, and the life that they are here to live. So, open up that big, beautiful heart of yours to receive potent codes and transmissions that'll activate you into your next level. Let's play. Hello, hello, beautiful human being, and welcome back to the Truth Alchemy podcast. Happy Friday, and thank you for hitting play and coming to hang out with me today. So this is Ella, Ella Singh, Truth Embodiment Coach. If it's your first time here on the podcast, tuning in, hello, hello, hello. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. And if you are a repeat listener, someone who has been tapped into this podcast, into my transmissions, then welcome back, my love. I am so grateful to have you here. So yeah, today's Friday. Holy crap. We are already, what, the second week of October almost? Like, I feel like time is such a malleable concept these days it's literally like i breathe and then a week goes by i breathe again and it's the end of the month um yeah quite fascinating but time aside i am super excited to be here today to share with you yet another beautiful episode so i was originally planning on having Monday's episode be a solo transmission and then Friday's episode be a guest interview but this week we're going to change some things up Um, and so this past Monday you had a transmission from yours truly and today as well I'm going to be sharing with you another transmission that I did this past Wednesday inside of my Facebook group all about the alchemy of flirting with fear and how do you change your relationship with the experience of fear from this playful feminine way. So I'm going to actually let you tap into this transmission today and then next week be prepared because you will be filled from your heart and just all up in your body with some powerful conversations and juicy codes and wisdom from two beautiful guests that I have had the pleasure of interviewing this past week. So that is coming up for you next week on the podcast. So yeah, I'm going to let you tune into the transmission all about the alchemy of flirting with fear. And you know, this is really going to the core of my work. The core of my work around mindset, around embodiment, around identity shift and subconscious reprogramming, you know, is really about 
understanding the fact that you don't need to change the fears. You don't need to change what I call the temptations, the untruths, the things that try to tempt you out of your power. You don't need to get rid of the experience of fear. But what you do need to take ownership over is your power in changing your relationship to them. In the beginning of this transmission, I'm going to share with you my perspective on what it means to actually live in your personal reality and how your personal reality comes down to the way that you choose to see things, the way that you choose to be in relationship to things. And so from that place, you know, we're going to talk about what is the alchemy of flirting with your fears? The default programming that we have around fear, especially the fear that tends to come up when we're making big moves, when we're desiring to follow our soul's calling, when we're desiring to manifest something or create something that we've never experienced before, the default programming that we have wired in is to fear the fear, is to go like, oh crap, the fear is coming up, I'm terrified, how do I hide it, how do I run away from it, how do I not look at it? But what if you can actually transform your relationship and beyond just not being afraid of your fear what would it be like for you to actually bring in some lightness to bring in this playfulness to bring in this flirtatious energy of i know what's true for me i know who i really am i know what i'm capable of and i also know that i'm human and that i'm going to have these experiences of fear and with that knowing you know you get to just bring in this playful energy this is one thing that has been coming up a lot for me and it's so fascinating i find just how wired we are to live and move through our lives and our businesses the way in our leadership perhaps as well how wired we are for seriousness it's like everything is so tight and serious it's like it's got to work out why hasn't it worked out i gotta work gotta make it happen i gotta do this thing i gotta fight the fear i gotta overcome the fear I gotta become fearless i gotta be confident and it's like this very dense energy right this is the very dense masculine energy that honestly the paradigm that we've lived in has perpetuated and you know there's nothing wrong with the masculine doing the creating energy of the masculine the structure the container the providing energy which is so beautiful but it's really important where we look at where have we overstepped into all this rigidity and seriousness and where can we open ourselves up in our feminine heart to allow in that playfulness to allow in that magic of like take a deep breath in your fear is there, but it's not the end of the world. You don't have to get into fight or flight, which is really, you know, a conversation of coming back to understanding the state of your nervous system and how do you expand your nervous system and your emotional regulation to a place where you can just breathe and play with what's coming up. You don't need to fight it with seriousness, but how can you invite in this lighthearted energy to move with whatever is present for you? And so that's the conversation that we'll be diving into. As you're listening to this podcast, make sure to take a screenshot, share it over on Instagram, tag me at PSMLA, and I would love to just love on you, reshare you, and celebrate any of the key takeaways that you gather from this episode. 
The other thing that I want to remind you as well is that the doors to the Desire Mastermind are open and I'm so excited to welcome you with an open heart and open arms into this juicy container. So the Desire Mastermind is an eight-week intimate experience that I'm already feeling is going to be a container that's here to stay and might evolve with time and I'm still kind of playing with the details as to what feels the most in alignment. But this is one of the most transformative high touch support experiences that I've ever created. So over the course of eight weeks together, what we're going to do is really anchor you into the clarity of your desires, specifically your desires related to your purpose, related to the kind of business and brand that you wanna lead and the kind of life that you wanna live. From that place, we're going to look at how do we you know, help you work on your subconscious identity? How do we ignite that deep healing within you so that you can elevate into this unshakable confidence in who you are? How can you so deeply love yourself that you know how to show up with power for your desires, for becoming the leader that you know you're meant to be in your purpose? So this is a container full of so much love and space holding and really just a space to witness your unfolding coming back home to yourself letting go of the layers of heavy programming the i'm not good enough the i can't do this or just that seriousness that perhaps you have held on to for so long letting that go so that you can really step into your true self step into this confident version of yourself to go after what you want and you know along this path we're going to be talking a lot about healing your mindset, changing your relationship with yourself, loving yourself. How do you show up with this beautiful magnetism and this love radiating from you? And at the same time, we're going to tap into the accountability for taking action because, you know, with any manifestation creation process, it can't just be, okay, I'm going to feel great and then everything's going to align and then God, source, universe is going to drop everything right outside my window. Doesn't quite work like that. So the other beautiful thing here is that we're really going to marriage the divine feminine with the divine masculine in this container in that you're going to be really deep in the feeling, deep in the being, deep in the becoming and the healing. And at the same time, taking massive concrete actions towards your desires. So perhaps there's something that you've been wanting to create in your business. There's been an offer that you've been wanting to birth or a different way of showing up and creating content that has been lighting you up from the inside, but there has been fear around that. I'm going to create this beautiful safe space for you to breathe and step into this massive action while knowing that you're supported, you're elevated, you're empowered every step of the way. And so I'm just so excited for this container because it's the culmination of two of my most powerful programs, Light Up and Manifest and Enraptured, which is a combination of subconscious healing, deep, unconditional self-love, learning how to embody that feminine goddess energy, and really knowing how to take those big leaps towards your desires, towards your purpose, while maintaining and really expanding your relationship with yourself. As you'll come to realize in my work if you haven't already you know everything 
that I do, I believe, comes down to your relationship with yourself. It comes down to experiencing who you really are, embodying your higher self and expressing that in your life and in your business. And the Desire Mastermind is just going to be such a beautiful space for us to do that together and for us to expand and just uh, create the most magic together. So that is the Desire Mastermind. I will drop all the details in the show notes for you if you're feeling the call or you're feeling some tingles and you want to learn more about the details, jump on over to the invitation page and just feel into the vibes of all of, all of that. And if you do want to chat with me one-on-one to see whether or not this experience is the right fit for you, and you also have the option of booking in a 20-minute free chat where we can come together, create the space together, feel into each other's energy, and see whether or not this is going to be the expansive next move for you, okay? So that is the Desire Mastermind, and it's just ah oh, so much magic. All right, so with that said, I'll let you tune into today's transmission, today's episode, all about the alchemy of flirting with fear. And one more side note before I I let you listen. Promise it's coming right after this. I do just want to extend the invitation to you to join my free Facebook group, The Truth Alchemy Collective, if you're not yet in there. Every single week, I do these free trainings. I love co-creating with you. I love supporting you, answering your questions, and really creating these value-packed trainings that are going to support you based on wherever you're at on your journey. So if you're not yet in the Facebook group, check out the link in the show notes and come play with us in there as well, okay? So now, with that said, I will let you tune into this transmission, and I hope you enjoy. Today, I want to talk about a fun, juicy topic. It's a bit of an unconventional approach when it comes to being in relationship with something that we've been taught so much in our lives to fear, which is fear itself. So before I dive into the alchemy of flirting with your fear, I want to just take a little bit of a backtrack and talk a little bit about how reality is actually created. This is one of my favorite conversations in the realms of manifestation and just understanding how do we powerfully interact with our physical reality. So the truth is, is that reality is a very subjective experience. We talk a lot about this in NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. The concept of the map is not the territory. So what I mean by that is that one person's map, one person's representation of something is not the thing itself. And so our reality is just one representation, it's one perception of what is in the physical reality. So that in itself is very important for us to begin to have awareness around because a lot of the times we are very rigid in believing that this is what it has always been, this is the reality, nothing can change, this is the way that I've always behaved, these are the choices that I've always made, 
these are the results that I've always gotten and so it is what it is, right? But it's not the case unless you believe that it is what it is and that nothing can change. So what I want to, you know, set the foundation here, first of all, is that your reality is your perception of what is. Hello, Tina. Good morning. So nice to see you. And so your experience of reality is not just subjective based on how you see things, based on how you make meanings out of things, but your personal reality actually gets to shift. It gets to be different. It gets to be created through the micro decisions that you make every single second the responses that you choose to have this sounds like a very simple concept it's like yes i get it i get to make my own choices i get to make different decisions but i really want you to just take a moment here and anchor into the awareness of how many different decisions you actually make on a daily basis I'm not just saying the decisions of like, like the big things like what do I eat for lunch or, you know, how do I get to this destination? Do I drive or do I take the bus? Like not just big decisions, like bigger decisions. But I mean, when someone is saying something to you, how you interpret what they say, how you feel, that is a micro decision itself. When fear comes up, when you want to, let's say, share your message online in a bigger way that you haven't before, you want to bring yourself to the edge of like, I want to be fully self-expressed and fear comes in like, don't do that. No one's going to like you. Nobody cares. How you respond to that is also a decision. Now, the reality is, is that we are bombarded with a bajillion and one decision-making opportunities on a daily basis, which is why the subconscious mind comes in. The subconscious mind has learned over the years, you know, different mind programs. If this happens, we react in this way. If this person says this thing to us, we get angry, we lash out, we close our hearts, that's that. If the fear comes up, we engage with the fear, we freak out about the fear, we stress out about the fear, and then we, you know, like get ourselves stressed out, and that's that. There are so many different predetermined programs, predetermined ways of being that we've learned. Not to judge any as good or bad or right or wrong. I don't believe in, you know, labeling things as such because I think that is what creates even more resistance and, and more fear. But what I want you to understand here before we talk about the alchemy of flirting with your fears is that being embodied in your true power, you know, in my work, when I talk about knowing your true power, embodying your truth, being anchored in your truest self, it comes back to the understanding that you have a choice. That even in these seemingly small little micro decisions of how do I respond to this thing happening? I feel fear or I feel sadness. I feel disappointment. How do I respond in this situation? How do I respond? These are all choices that you get to make. And it's in these little micro choices, micro decisions that you shift your experience of reality. Nothing has to change 
in your physical circumstances in this moment for you to have a different experience of it. This is one of my favorite lines that I've ever said. Nothing has to change in your physical circumstances for you to change your experience of it. This is where you get your power back. Because we outsource our power when we say, I will be confident when there are no more fears out there. I will be confident when there are no more challenges that come up that tempt me out of my power. But that's not true power. That's your power outsourced to the circumstances. And so I want you to understand, nothing has to change for you to change your experience of them. And what it's going to take for you to change your experience of the circumstances is the awareness again of the different micro decisions you get to make from moment to moment to moment to moment to moment in response to the things that you can see, hear, and feel outside of you and inside of you, right? Somebody says something or somebody does something that would habitually trigger you, trigger you into an automatic response of closing your heart, lashing out, or running away, not talking to this person. Can you be aware that that is a pattern? And what could you choose differently? Same thing, internally, you can hear a fear voice coming in, going like, no, 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 let's not do that again. Oh, I don't wanna, I don't wanna show up again. I don't wanna talk about that again because nobody cares anyways. And then I'm gonna be, you know, so disappointed. So like, what's the point? I don't want people to not like me. What if people think I'm annoying? And you know, that's an experience inside of you. But again, that in itself, in that moment, is an opportunity for you to make a different micro decision. How do you respond to that fear? Who are you to yourself in that moment? A huge part of my teachings and my work revolve around the moment to moment relationship that you have with yourself. Because we often think that, you know, I will get to this place where I'm confident all the time, where I will get to this place where I love myself all the time and something big is going to happen and I'm going to have this massive epiphany and then everything's going to make sense and then I'm just going to know how to love myself. I'm going to know how to be fearless and I'm going to know all these things because something big is going to happen and it's going to change everything. You know, we have this belief that something huge, monumental is going to blow our minds and then everything's going to be different from that point. And sure, there might be situations like that. But what I found is that true change in our relationship with ourselves, true change with our relationship to what goes on in our mind and our body doesn't happen with some bing, like huge epiphany. It happens when more and more we expand our consciousness to the level where we could be aware of the moment to moment relationship that we have with ourselves, right? Where we could be like, ooh, this fear just came up and I just beat myself up for it but wait i could actually change that response how how is a different way that i could approach the same fear or, or the same thought or belief that's coming up right so that is the foundation that i want to set your reality is made up of the different micro decisions that you create the responses that you have habitually a lot of these decisions you're not even aware of because there are so many decisions that we have to make on a daily basis that the subconscious mind steps in and makes a lot of these for us 
based on habitual programming, based on what we've seen, what we've learned, what we've internalized as kids. Now, as an empowered being, you get to reclaim your power to look at these circumstances and understand that in every single moment, there's an opportunity to make a different decision, to respond differently, to respond differently to what you see, hear, and feel on the outside and respond differently to what you see, hear, and feel on the inside, okay? So that's our foundation. Now I wanna talk to you about how do you actually apply this, right? And specifically, in the realms of personal fear, in the realms of your relationship with yourself. So let me know as you're watching this, and Otina, you're here, and anyone else who's watching the replay, what are some common fears that come up for you that you have been aware of? You know, whether they are fears that come up when you're making a big leap in your business, or in your life, or in any particular area of your life, what are some fears that tend to come up? Now, the thing with fears is that it's gotten a bad rep. It's gotten a really bad rep over the years and, you know, especially in the realms of self-development, more of the older paradigm self-development, there's this energy of like, we got to get rid of it, right? We got to fight the fear, we got to demolish your limiting beliefs, we're gonna get rid of this and then you will be free. And what this has actually created, what I have observed you know, within myself, within my work, because I used to operate from that perspective as well. When I first started my journey, when I first started studying NLP, you know, I had this me versus the fear kind of mentality of like, I gotta fight you, I gotta get rid of you. And if for some reason I couldn't get rid of a fear, it was like, I'm doing something wrong or like the fear is gonna win and if the fear is gonna stay here, then I can't do this. And it was really like this codependent relationship on whether or not the fear was going to be gone. And so fear has gotten a bad rep. Fear has become something that we're like, gotta get rid of it. If I don't get rid of it, oh my gosh, I gotta be stressed, I gotta be worried because fear is gonna try to pull me back and I can't move forward with the fear and like, oh my God, oh my God. And there's so much stress, so much worry, so much of this dense energy of like, I got to get rid of you. And that's one way of going about it, right? The reality is, is that so many things work. There are a bajillion and one solutions to all the things that we experience. And so if you're trying to look for which way is the way that works, you're gonna find yourself with many, many different possible ways that it can work. Because if you try to fight the fear, if you try to demolish the fear, you will get rid of some. But what is the energy of it? What is the energy of the relationship that you end up being in with yourself? I found that on my journey, on my path, when I was in that paradigm, I might have fears and I might be able to push through them and do the thing anyways. But underlying, there was always this stress, this worry, this fear, this heaviness that I brought into my relationship. And so this is more of the masculine paradigm approach to being in relationship with fear. Now, I don't really have the time to go in depth about masculine and feminine energetics and how they interact, but overall, 
to know is that the society that we have been living in for the last many, 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 many years is a more masculine focus, like we gotta do, we gotta fix type of mentality. In recent times, we've been transitioning more and more into this awakening of divine feminine energy, this different way of approaching the very same things. And so, you know, the feminine approach is more so we don't need to fix, we don't need to get rid of, we just need to learn to sit with, to be with something in a different way, holding loving space, and as a result of us choosing to be with something from a place of love, we can actually change our relationship to it. So you see how this is very different than I gotta fight you, I must demolish you, versus I'm not going to make you wrong. I'm going to sit with you. I'm going to feel you. I'm going to hold space in love for you. And I'm going to change my relationship with you. So this is more of the paradigm that I've been stepping into in mindset work, in embodiment work, in emotional intelligence work, is how do I just change my relationship with the fear? And so one very fun approach that I want to share with you here, rooted in more of the feminine energy, is the concept of what I call the alchemy of flirting with your fears. So when you first hear that, you might be like, wait, what? Like, am I not supposed to get rid of my fears? Like, not be afraid anymore? Why, why would I be flirting with my fears? So let me explain. Flirting with your fears is the understanding that you have a choice to bring a different kind of energy to be in relationship with your fears. And this is one that, you know, when I first tried it out, when I first started playing with it, I was like, ooh, this is weird. Like it took me some time to, you know, integrate that into my body, but it was very fascinating to be like, oh wow, I've never even considered the possibility that when I feel fear, it doesn't have to be all this seriousness. It could actually be playful. It could actually be light. It could actually be teasing with new possibilities. And so that is the premise, right? That's the foundation of what I mean by flirting with your fears. Is that first of all, there is this energy of lightness. It's like, we don't have to take things so seriously. We don't have to take the fears that come up, the you're not good enough, what if you fail, what if you mess up, what if people don't like you, what if nobody cares, what if it doesn't work out again? We don't actually have to take that so seriously. And in NLP, there's, an even, there's another technique that we can even play with here to add on to it, which is the concept of changing the submodalities of an experience. The submodalities is basically the deeper qualities of how we have an experience. Very often when we think of our fears, it's like we imagine some very dark force like trying to pull us down and it's like very angry and like mean. But what if you just even started with changing the submodality to be more just a scared voice, right? We can even just begin to lighten it up a little bit in that sense. So we want to bring in this energy of lightness, which means when a fear comes up, when something feels so true and real, our initial reaction or response isn't like, 
I gotta prove you wrong, I gotta break you down. But it's more like, breathe. <sighs> All right, let's, let's see what we're playing with here. Mm, like I, I feel, I, I feel something coming up. I, I feel a little bit of resistance. I, I feel this fear of being annoying. And I, I don't wanna, you know, do this thing because what if people think I'm annoying? What if people judge me? And like, what if people don't like me? And like, yeah, I, I feel that, okay. That's what's coming up for me. Mm. All right, a little bit of fear, a little bit of inner child pain, and okay, that's what we're sitting with. You know, it's light. It's like, ooh, all right, this is the thing. It's not like, oh gosh, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. I thought I worked out of this, and like, no, that the fear is back, and like, the fear says that I'm not good enough, and if I'm not good enough, then can I really do this thing? Oh my gosh, who am I to even think? Like, we don't want to go down that spiral. Right, but just bring this lightness to be with whatever the fear is. Now, the second aspect of flirting with your fear is about holding loving space, which is sitting with it. Can you get yourself to a level of power, to a level of emotional intelligence? where you can sit with the discomfort of the fear without needing to get rid of it right away? Can you hold loving space for it? Can you see it for what it is? And this is where that playful teasingness comes in, right? It's like when you're so anchored in your confidence, when you're anchored in who you are, you can be like, all right, like right, I'm gonna hold some loving space. I'll let you have your little fit here. But I know that's not true. And it's a whole different energy than like, this fear is coming up, I'm stressed, I'm worried, I gotta prove it wrong, because if I don't prove it wrong, then it's gonna hold me back, and, and like, I, I gotta prove it wrong, and I gotta make it go away, versus this lightness of like, ooh, okay, what are we playing with here? Mm, okay, this, that, let me sit with it. And it's like, even as you sit with it, you remember your higher power, you remember your higher self, you remember what's true and what's not. You have the ability to discern and you always have the ability to discern what is actually true, what is actually life-threatening and a true fear versus a fear of the mind, a fear of your inner child, which just wants to keep you safe in a moment. So holding loving space means that you're giving yourself the space, you're practicing your power to be with the discomfort and to sit with it, and just to playfully at a distance be like, mm, okay, I, I see, I see what's going on here. Then the third aspect of flirting with your fear is teasing with new possibilities, right? It's not forcing on a new possibility. It's not making whatever your fear is saying wrong or like you need to get rid of it. But can you begin to just get a little bit playful? Be like, mm, yeah, I know what you're saying there and like I see it. But wouldn't it be so much better if we maybe looked at it in this way? You know, it's just like playful teasing, right? It, it doesn't have to be anything so serious. And I think this is one of the hardest things for us to wrap our heads around. It's definitely been one of the hardest things for me to wrap my head around is that it doesn't have to be so serious. It doesn't have to be so serious. The way that we approach the problems in our lives, the quote unquote problems, the way that we approach the beliefs and the past subconscious patterns that surface for us, the ways in which we navigate through the challenges of life, the emotional ups and downs, 
What if it didn't have to be so serious? What if you could laugh in a moment? What if you could give God, source a little wink? Give your fear a little wink and be like, mm, I see you. I'm gonna breathe, it's gonna be okay. And play with it a little bit. What would it be like in your body to embody <clears throat> this flirtatious, confident, sexy, this all-knowing energy where you don't need to disprove, you don't need to fight, but you just know what is true and you can flirt with the things coming up because you know it, it doesn't matter. It's not going to take away your power. You get to have a little fun with it. What would that be like in your body and want you to just imagine and just wear on like slip on this flirtatious energy like a beautiful satin dress or whatever beautiful outfit that makes you feel like you want to be in this kind of energy right slip it on how would it feel how would your body move begin to like get into the vibes of like ooh, like flow flirting playful i got it yeah and this is the powerful thing is that when you shift this when the fear comes up when the resistance comes up your ability to change your response your ability to make a different decision while being in relationship with it drastically increases because you've shifted your state of being so what i want to share with you now are some specific examples i shared this over on instagram um, the other day and i'll post it in the facebook group so that you will have some examples of what it looks like from a languaging perspective to start to flirt with your fears. So these are obviously taken from some of the most common things that I myself have experienced and often comes up in client sessions and the client conversations that I have. The first one is the fear around sharing sharing our truth, expressing what's on our heart online and offline as well. So one of the common fears is no, like don't share that. Don't say that. People won't like it. And you know, even the energy of that by default feels very heavy. It's like, ooh, I can't share that. Ooh, I'm not safe, right? So as you anchor yourself into safety, as you bring in the embodiment of this playfulness kind of energy, a response could literally be like, mm, like I love, love, love how <sighs> you always look out for me. And you know what? Like you're right. It is true. It is true that some people might not like it. But you know what? For the people who don't like it, there's also an equal, if not more, number of people who will love this message, who will resonate, who will love what I have to say. And those are the people who I'm speaking to, right? So it's like, just in that, the response is very different than, no, you are wrong. This fear is invalid because boom, 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 boom. You know, it, it's a different response. It's a response that brings in the energy of softness and love and just flirtatiousness, right? So it's like, mm, yeah, I know, like, you're right. Some people will not like it. And hmm, I love, I love the message that I'm here to share. I love the mission that I'm on. I love the fact that you're always here looking out for me. I'm so grateful. And I'm going to show up for the people 
who I'm for. I'm gonna show up for the people who need to hear this message today. That's what I'm here to do, right? It's like light, light, playful, fun. Another example here I have for you is, <laughs> I love this one. This is one that I often work through. Don't do it. It might not work out. People might not care, whatever it is. And then you'll look like an idiot again. And like that initial fear statement, that thought, that internal experience that I often have is like, ooh, that's, that's heavy. Like, I don't want to look like an idiot. I don't want people to not like me. But the response, again, gets to be playful. It gets to be light. It's like, yes, I know what you're right. I might, I might look like an idiot again. But at least I would be a cute idiot. No, at least I think so. And bonus points for courage. You know, the fact that I could keep on doing it over and over again, that's worth something. And it's like, whew, again, lightness. You know, the ability to joke around a little bit, the ability to poke some fun, even at yourself, it's like, I might look like an idiot, but at least I'd be a cute idiot. It's like, all right, it's gonna be okay. We're gonna be okay. And instead of making the fear wrong, instead of like, no, how dare you call me an idiot? It's like, meh, I know, I, I know what's true. So again, that's another way that you could playfully tease and playfully flirt with the fear without making it wrong, without going like, you need to vanish in this moment. But it's like, I get to change my relationship with you. Another little example here for you is like, you could lose everything and then no one will love you. Have you ever had that sort of fear where you're about to do something new for the first time, where you're about to step into uncharted territories, into the zone of discomfort, and your mind is trying to protect you. It's like, you could lose everything. And then all the bad things that you've ever thought about could happen, and then nobody will ever love you, and then you will be alone. And it's like, okay, hold your horses. How do we even get there? And let's actually just play with this here for a second, right? When I say teasing with new possibilities is the understanding that the mind is always designed to share with you all the fearful potential worst case scenarios. We don't have to fight that. It's actually a function that serves us. It's like, hey, 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 before you do that, be aware of boom, 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 boom. Like these are some of the potential things that could happen. Better look out for it. It's like, okay, gotcha. Thanks. Thanks, mind. I will look out for that. You just don't have to make it so serious. You don't have to keep on feeding into, oh my gosh, what if the mind is right? What if this thing happens? What if that thing happens? Because then more of your energy is going to be going towards these potential worst case scenarios. So flirting with your fear in this situation is about teasing with new possibilities, which is like, mm, yeah, you're right. I could lose everything. And what if? What if it all actually works out? What if I could have everything I ever wanted? What if it might be a little bit painful, but then we get out on the other side and we're like so much more embodied in our power and our knowing of who we are. And so what is important here is knowing that no matter what, you're going to be okay. No matter what, you're going to love yourself. And that is one thing you can bring into this flirting conversation. Even if the worst case thing happens, I'm gonna be okay. Even if 
Nobody else loves me. Ooh, that will hurt. But I'm gonna love me. And mind? Won't you love me too? And just play. Play in that vibe. Play in that lightness. Make it fun. This is one of the hardest things for us to rewire is understanding again that we have a choice. We have a choice in how we are in relationship with ourselves moment to moment. We have a choice in how we are in relationship to the fears when they show up. We could default to the habitual programming, which is you fear the fear, you stress about the fear, you worry about the fear, you think the fear might actually mean something about you and you make it wrong that you have an experience of fear. Or you can remember that you have the power moment to moment to change your relationship with the things in your physical experience, which is what changes your experience of reality and your personal reality. And you decide, no matter how uncomfortable it might be in the beginning, to play with a different kind of energy, to play with an energy of lightness, to play with an energy of playfulness, to bring in a different energy, run a different kind of energy, an energy of openness in your body. And that will then begin to shift what you can access in terms of your responses. And that is what I believe to be alchemy, right? Alchemy isn't about getting rid of the base metals. You need the fear. You need the initial discomfort, whatever that, that base material for alchemy is to be in your experience. But it's about changing your experience to them, changing how you are in relationship to them. That is where the alchemy happens, okay? And that is what I call the alchemy of flirting with your fears. All right, so let me know if you have any questions. Tina, I'm not sure if you have posted any comments. If you did, I'm sorry because I can't see anything. I just know that you're here watching. But thank you for being here with me. So yeah, as you are catching the replay, you know, share with me how you feel about this topic. Share with me what is it like for you to flirt with your fear what might be some of the discomfort and also you know if you're going to give this a try i would love to hear about your experience what do you say in response to your habitual fears and how does that transform your experience of them okay so that's it for this week's coffee and codes training before i hop off i do want to invite you into the Desire Mastermind, my eight-week intimate container, all about activating unshakable confidence and unstoppable momentum for creating what you desire. Within the Desire Mastermind, this mindset, embodiment, personal power conversation is going to be everything. Truly, you know, what I'm so grateful for on my journey of desiring Oh, my journey of always wanting more is that I've been given the opportunity to really change my relationship with myself, to be aware of the fears, to be aware of the beliefs, to be aware of the patterning that has tried to keep me safe and away from what I want. And again, it's not about how do I fight it? How do I get rid of it? But it's about how do I anchor 
into deep unconditional self-love? How do I anchor into a knowing of who I am so that I can be in a different kind of relationship with these fears, with these resistance and beliefs? And so that's exactly the feel that we play in within the desire mastermind. It's a beautiful, juicy eight week container. Every single week, we'll have weekly group coaching calls so that you can get one-on-one mentorship and support specific to whatever it is that you are experiencing on your desire creation journey. We'll work through the clarity of your desires. How do you become the person who has the thing at a subconscious identity level? And we'll really you know, empower you to take that consistent action towards what you want because the reality is is that we can be in energetic alignment we can feel all good about our desires but still we got to have that accountability we got to have that consistency in taking the big steps one after another to making what we want happen and so the desires that we're working with within this container could be literally any desire for me i'm all about working with the women working with the beautiful souls who are here for a true and beautiful life and business. So whether your desire is about something in your business, that's like, I want to show up more in my power. I want to attract in my soulmate clients. I want to guide people into epic transformations or your desire might be within life, which is like, I want to be in a breathtaking romance or I want to experience more freedom and joy in my life. We're going to play in all of these fields. And so it's a very beautiful experience that is going to radically transform your relationship with yourself and truly gift to you what I believe to be the greatest manifestation of all, which is an unshakable relationship of love and confidence with who you are. So again, Desire Mastermind, eight weeks, weekly group coaching calls. You have ongoing support in voice notes and messaging in a group conversation. You'll also have my two signature programs, Light Up and Manifest and Enraptured. Light Up and Manifest is all about manifestation and energetics. Enraptured is all about self-love. So together, you've got this powerful combination of teachings, of codes, of one-on-one coaching, of energetics to get you into a powerful place of creating new decisions, stepping into your power, finally taking those concrete steps towards your desires and making it happen. So that is the Desire Mastermind. If you have any questions, if you want to learn more, if you want to feel into whether or not this offering is an expansive next step for you, send me a DM, more than happy to chat with you. And I'll also drop the link to the page here in the live stream so you can check it out. But uh, I just am so in love with this experience. The codes around self-love, the codes around the identity piece, the energetics, the emotions, like these are the teachings that have radically transformed my life, my relationship with me, allowed me to create this beautiful life that I'm so excited about every single day. And I want to walk with you on this journey, okay? So that's it for today, my loves. I love you so much. Let me know how it goes as you flirt with your fears, feel what comes up, share in the group, tag me in it, and I can't wait to see you very soon, okay? Goodbye. 
my love thank you so much for hitting play today coming on to hang out with me and tuning into this episode if you enjoyed this episode and if you enjoy this podcast be sure to subscribe and leave a review on itunes this helps more beautiful souls like you find this podcast and it would mean the absolute world to me If we are not yet connected over on Instagram, make sure to find me at PSMLA and I can't wait to see you on the next episode. I love you.